0: Park Media.
1: Welcome back to Entertain Her. I am Sarah Sanderson. Erica Sedano.
0: I'm Erin Coscarelli.
1: And I'm Zulai. And now, what's yeah? that? Why, why are we, we saying it like that? How, I was deciding to be an announcer all of a sudden in the morning.
0: <laughs> in the morning. What it
1: was? <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. don't know. I just tried it out.
0: Are you a morning person? No. We decided No. We discussed this. We discussed this. Are you a morning person? <laughs> la, 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 la. Clearly not I'm today. Not. No. <laughs> I, I'm doing this fast, and I'm like, I'm going to check in with myself and see how I feel every day. And today, doing the fast, I woke up sluggish.
1: Brain, brain is food.
2: Food.
0: <laughs> food. I,
1: I, listen, I'm pregnant. I got pregnancy brain. Here we go. Food is brain fuel. <laughs> <laughs> right? We can do this.
3: Wow. Z, are you good? I'm, I'm good. This I'm it is good. Yeah, I'm, real I'm early in the cheers. morning. Cheers. Cheers. We're, and cheers. we're the ones drinking. Of we course.
2: are
1: back. Oh, hello. <laughs> Listen, it's a real thing. I keep telling Doug I have pregnancy brain. He's like, I don't think that's it. I'm like, it's a real thing. It's okay.
2: Anyways. Dougie Fresh, it's a real thing. It like, happens. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: You can't think of words. Does Doug hate that I call him Dougie Fresh? No, you're not the only one. A lot of people call him that. He's fresh. It's yeah. All right, let's get into, um, you know, our favorite, our favorite segment of the day.
0: Get ready for the wind down. Victory.
1: Thank you, Kevin Dillon.
0: All right, so I, you know, guys, I've been on my little healing journey. For those of you who know what I've been going through, it's been a tough couple of years. But it's so funny, there's not like a finish line for when you are on a healing path, you know. And healing path can be therapy, EMDR, somatic, tantra, you name them, I've got them. And today I did wake up feeling a little sluggish, but I also woke up feeling super grateful for myself. (laughs) I know that sounds super cheesy. But I'm doing this fast. Prolon. I don't know if you guys at home have heard of it. Uh, This is not I am not sponsored by them, but can we get (laughs) maybe maybe (laughs) we can just continue to talk about them and they'll and they'll sponsor us. But it's a it is a proven scientifically proven fast mimicking diet program that does um, actually reverse aging. What? It does actual reverse aging, and so they say to do it four times a year. So I'm like, you know what? This week, I'm dedicated to myself. I'm committing to this, and I've been doing yoga. I saw this amazing somatic therapist on Sunday. I highly recommend you guys check out. Do you know what a somatic therapist is? No. Well, go ahead. Well, it's basically a body healer. So they put their hands, like, over you in a way where they can feel your energy. Mm. And it was really interesting— Two things that really stuck out to me was she's like, the moment you walked in, um, people can have shame or guilt. She's like, those are low vibrating emotions or feelings. When you walked in, you felt really light and very, you're very activated. So which was good because I'm like, oh, I wonder if I have a lot of shame or guilt, which is a low activated emotion and then when she like was doing her work on me she was like your dad is right here. So it was really cool to be able wow. to have like those kinds of experiences where you just start to commit to yourself and you see results, you know? I mean, I'm just I'm it's been a tough it's been tough, you know? I mean, for people at home who have been struggling with the pandemic or dealing with anxiety or depression or any of those things, just keep rooting for yourself and keep committing to yourself and I think It's been nice to see how much it's been paying off, you know, get rid of the distractions and sort of taking care of myself and finding moments of joy and play. And like I love coming in and spending time with you guys and really just sort of going like I get to choose. I get to choose who I want to spend time with. I get to choose what I feel like eating. And we'll talk about it today. But I think being empowered with choice allows yourself to have the freedom to invite and we'll get, I mean, that's a whole other conversation about, like, what to manifest in. My point is, and I'm three minutes, and I know Sarah says you, you got to wrap it up um, after a certain time. <laughs> I haven't said anything. Drill sergeant. The Drill sergeant over there. But, no, I just, they I call think. They Sergeant Sanderson. I think. I think. You
2: <laughs> Who calls her Sergeant Sanderson? Allie does. <laughs> I'm going to come back to this. But you finish your wind down because now I'm very interested in this. Question yeah, for you, yeah. Coscarelli. Yeah. What's the difference Between, did you ask her what the difference between Reiki
0: and somatic is? Because that's very interesting to me. She had asked me that, and I, so I don't know the answer to that, so I'm sorry. But she had said, had you ever gotten somatic or Reiki healing Mm, before? mm -hmm. So I almost wonder if they're similar. Oh, okay. I don't know. That makes sense. I don't know at home. Did they use uh, crystals? Because I know with the Reiki, they do. Oh really? When yeah. you texted is- me
2: I lo- I I did Google it because I was like I've heard of this but I don't necessarily know what it is cuz I know Julie does all these different modalities and then I was like oh it's kind of like Reiki I'll ask mm-hmm. Aaron but we we have to find out but I'm so grateful for how <sighs> transparent
0: you share transparently you share. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I mean just healing realizing when I feel good and when I don't feel good and trying to tap into like the moments of when I feel good and really understand why I feel good. Right. Because like we can go on our phones and hit social media up and that makes us feel good. We're getting dopamine hits, but that's not a healthy feel good. A healthy feel good is being really present. Or it Doesn't make you feel good. I was going to say usually
1: I don't feel good, but then yeah. I still look.
0: <laughs> but it, it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. It can be a bad feel good, meaning like mm-hmm. your 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 worth is contingent on likes or how you look, right? It's like it's a fake highlight reel, and not a lot of people show the low lights, you know. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's very true.
1: Some people more recently have been showing the low yeah. lights, which, yeah, I, which I appreciate nice. and like to see. Mm-hmm. Sergeant Sanderson came from Allie <laughs> because I can ask a lot of questions. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my God! You, this whole f- time, <laughs> I've been wondering who is it in my life that you keenly, acutely remind me of, and it's my sister. <laughs> my sister god bless her she listens to the podcast my sister asks so many questions it's embarrassing i'm like you should be ashamed of yourself she's like well what time what time what time are you coming well what time are you leaving it's so minute and it's so crazy that that's what i'm going to call her sergeant marcella
1: oh, so you're saying that i it's not a good thing that I no. remind you of your sister. No, it's
2: a great. Are you kidding me? My sister's like my I love her more than life itself. We watched the yeah. crazy This is my wind down actually. I watched a show last night called Echoes. Have you guys watched it? It's on I think it's on Netflix or Hulu. Uh it's about two twins, two sisters who have been switching. They're identical twins and only their mother could tell them apart who has since then who has passed. So they go through life switching lives every year, and switching husbands, switching kids, the whole thing. Oh my goodness. But the, the show's not the problem. The problem is me and Kevin watching it together. <laughs> it was a disaster, we, we got into a fight because the whole time he was like, no, that's Gina. And I'm like, no, 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 that's Ali, or a- now I have Ali's name in my head. The point is, is that watching television with Kevin is it's like work. It's hard work. <laughs> we fought last night because we couldn't agree on which sister we were watching. He called me a simpleton and that I was, I was the uh, intended demographic for the show because I was confused. And I'm like, dude, you thought the whole time the whole show was going to end where there was going to be one sister, where there indeed was two sisters. He's like, there's only one. The whole thing, he's like, this is a lie. We're going to find out at the end. I'm like, are you embarrassed of yourself? (laughs) You should be so, you should go to bed and not say one more word before, because for seven episodes, he was like, you're the intended audience. (laughs) You're simply like, you don't get it. I was like, no, you don't get it. The whole show, everybody in, every actor in the show has corroborated the fact that there are two people. We just can't tell them apart. And that's, he didn't get the whole theme of of the of, of the show, and we actually fought about this. So, thanks, Kevin, for an awful night. We went to bed at midnight for no reason at all, other than just going back and forth about echoes. It's a good show, so it's we a, should
1: watch it, or just not with our significant. Just others. don't watch it.
2: Do not watch this with Doug because it'll be like you're wrong. You you're watching. Well, now Mom, we know, sister. It's it's a good oh, show. Yeah. Though. Maybe Doug
3: won't know. <laughs>
2: Spoiler. <Yeah>. Spoiler <laughs> <There's> alert. <laughs> uh, so, what did he say at the end? Did he say sorry? No, you know what he said? What? He said, What I meant, babe, is that the theme is that, because at the end there's this like voiceover about how there are situations where these twins could be almost like one person because they've been living Mm. like this very adjacent, similar life. And I'm like, But that's not what you were saying. You were saying there was only one person. The show has told us there are two people who very much act like one. That's two. He's like, No, that's what I was saying. I'm like, Whatever, dude. (laughs) Kevin, hi, honey. You were wrong. (laughs) Very wrong. And I do not appreciate what you put me through last night. But whatever, we'll get over it. Cheers. Have a good day. I love you.
1: I love the pregnant pauses in that,
2: Kevin. (laughs) You are wrong. (laughs) <laughs> the two nice. people. So anyway, I had I love um,
1: that. growing up, two of my best friends were identical twins. So we used to do that to their teachers. They would like switch classes, and then halfway through the day, their teachers would be like, "Wait a minute!" They would figure it out. But I
2: could that's tell sick. them apart. That's
1: sick. It was for fun, and they tried to do it with their boyfriends. <laughs> that's you have so to watch. crazy.
2: Okay, so now you that's have to d- watch the show mm-hmm. because it's going. It's going to see how dangerous that could actually be, that's, Sanderson. That's true. Listen, Sergeant. we just
1: we did it as a joke but yeah I ask questions because I I'm detail oriented I like details like Doug is so vague with like his day or story <laughs> that I have to ask him well what is that or whatever um, why are men that way I don't know like come home we
3: just want to know what what happened not to- all men are that way they just don't. I mean Matt is that way but I <laughs> yeah. I feel like my brother is not that way he loves details he Talks oh, about really. details. He wants details. I think mm. it just yeah. It just depends. And then
1: my dad was an attorney, so I grew up being cross-examined. So I could cross-examine people. Ooh, I think I do that too. Don't I? You just cross-examined me. Yeah. You. you
2: were like, "So <laughs> is that saying that you it's not good that I remind you of my sister?" <laughs> <laughs> yes or no. The one,
1: no, one, one answer word. Oh, it's not one word answer. I can't talk today. The one answer word.
3: I ask a lot of questions too. I don't think it's you bad. do. You do. Yeah. Oh. Oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> tables have you turned. You definitely do. Wow. Okay. Do. I like
1: that. Maybe I should have been a lawyer or
3: something. You could have yeah. been. It's not too you late,
0: babe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe.
1: I guess I'll go. Uh, we went oh. to the desert, which I asked Doug. He's like, "Let's go." Um, he had his a friend that has an indoor pickleball court there, so he wanted <laughs> what to did go. You just indoor pickleball court. <laughs> there you go. It's real like, sentence.
0: Did. <laughs> oh, did I mess up? By the pickleball, way, pickleball. It, indoor pickleball sounds amazing. Indoor pickleball. <laughs> That's yes. yeah, yeah. Um, and did you play.
1: I know Doug wouldn't play with me, but, um, Doug is fierce. Yeah. He doesn't I've like, to play, yeah. oh, he doesn't like to play for fun. No, does he doesn't like to play for fun. No, he plays for the sport, not for fun. Have you seen him watch that thing? Yeah. He's yeah. Like, so so we did, I didn't get to do any of the playing, but he, I said, it's real hot out there. And he's like, <laughs> you know, his friend lives there year round and he's like, we'll be inside mostly. I'm like, your friend's not pregnant, you know? So we go, we end up kind of looking for houses while we're there, um, and it was i think 106 or something in the desert so we're inside and that's fine but that's a cold
2: day in the desert yeah. aren't you
1: but um there were a few houses that were under construction so obviously no ac and i'm about to walk in and i was like I uh, need to go sit in the car <laughs> and it was very interesting just to be in that situation because I've been in the desert and for fourth of July before where I have a photo I'm in the pool it's 116 degrees I'm like woohoo! so just to see how different my body is pregnant mm. I couldn't be outside for like even two minutes wow. like I was overheating and I googled it I guess it takes longer for your body to cool off when you're pregnant and that's why you overheat easier but um, yeah, we ended up putting an offer on a house, and we haven't closed yet, but it's in the closing process. So hopefully everything goes smoothly.
2: I think it's a great idea. That just means we have weekends and in the, in the desert. Oh, Sergeant <laughs> Sanderson, I love it. Yeah. yeah, would Doug hate that? No, no Doug. No. Listen, Doug. I know you listen to the podcast. I love the desert. I'm. I, we we are. We clean up after ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. We can bring... (laughs) There'll be a nursery nursery there. There'll be a nursery. I had thoughts about you. You have to do two nurseries now. I know. um, Someone was saying
1: babies don't, like, change, and you should keep it the same, so it seems like the same room. Is that true? Mm. I would gather...
3: I think it's what they get used to. Right. I, I think, think it's kind of yeah. nice for a change and then I they're not specific. Say. They're not Because they, then they can adapt. Right? Exactly. That's That's kinda I kind of like was, what Erica's saying yeah. right now. Cuz I did mm. it with Jackson, I was very very specific and I did everything that the doula said and the way that it should be and he's very specific and he's very difficult. And then I did everything the opposite with Aviana cuz I was like, well, I don't think I did it correct the first time (laughs) let me try again the second time and I just didn't follow all the rules and I just kind of went with it and she's more she can sleep in the car she adapts she goes Mm -hmm. wherever she's kind of like just easy and it's I don't know I don't know about all the that you know what they say just do what you do do your life do your journey if you guys are going to travel and be between two houses or whatever then get them used to it earlier so this was not going to be my wind down, but it just happened this morning. So for the listeners, we are, the four of us are working on this Manifesting Your Mission book by Brianna Love Brown, it. which I am obsessed. Love her so much. Cannot wait for her eventually, right, to come on the podcast. Yeah, we're going to do
1: her workshop and then she'll be a guest in a couple yes. of weeks.
3: So um, I was working this morning on the book. I'm reading and highlighting and doing all these great things suggestions that she gave us you know advice for to do and I left to go get ready um and Aviana was there at the counter working and drawing and I was highlighting right I'm highlighting in a red pencil and when I come back left to go get ready for the podcast makeup hair whatever come back and half of this page is like completely highlighted Oh. With Aviana. Aviana, oh, Aviana highlighted hello. my book. Aww. And I am so specific. I'm so particular. Like I like things a certain way and if people mess with things, even my kids, I get my reaction. <laughs> I was upset. <laughs> she was in the bathroom then where I was, but I came back to where my book was and I saw that she did this. I was like, "Aviana! Why did you write in Mommy's book?" And then I caught myself. Oh. And I was literally like, "Wow." why did that trigger me in such a way? Why did that make me so upset? I was like, this is what a moment that she is talking about. This is a a blessing. My child, my four-year-old daughter just can highlight so straight and so (laughs) amazing. And the fact that she was there and was just copying mommy, and Aww. it was just the most beautiful thing ever, you guys. So I just
2: oh wanted my to God. share. I'm getting goosebumps. Yes. Me too. That is so <laughs> profound.
3: And then when she came back, I she walked towards me like, scared. like scared. Felt yeah. like I'm sorry because she very much apologizes so easily, and it's beautiful. And I had time to like, had already gone through it in my head. And I was like, this is what she's talking about, Brianna Brown. This is a blessing. I have a four-year-old, beautiful, healthy, amazing daughter that can highlight just like me. By the way, she highlighted things that I probably would have highlighted anyway. So (laughs) thank you very much. And so I just got down on my knees and I was like, Aviana, thank you for highlighting mommy's book and helping me. That was so sweet of you next time can you just ask me but thank you and it was like a love session like we kissed and it was amazing at least it wasn't
1: like a permanent marker and you couldn't see anything anymore
3: right right a black marker yeah but yeah I was it was a beautiful moment Yeah! Wow! Oh!
0: I mean, that's what life is, right? It's like getting triggered by things, wondering why they trigger us, and then choosing to react differently. See the the best part of it—the blessing of that. But what
2: I want to commend you on is seeing how you are modeling your emotional reaction to things for your daughter, which is going to take her so far in life later on.
3: Thanks,
2: babe. Because that's so important. And I've been following these pages, child psychology pages, because I feel like I have a lot of work to do in the patient's aspect of just my life. And I find myself like getting upset and just being overwhelmed. I'm like, what are you overwhelmed about? Mm -hmm. This is your modeling to your daughter thing over overwhelm over things that don't matter. So anyway, I want to commend you on that, that you're modeling for her emotional awareness and emotional health for her to be able to deal with things as they come and not throw a tantrum for literally— It takes work, though. Yeah. I mean,
3: we're human. We're human. So I catch myself often. I'm like, oh, why am I so flustered? Why am I overwhelmed? Why— But this book is— amazing and cannot wait you guys for this session and the vision board which i want to have a vision party at my house yes probably. and that would be
1: so fun yes. also i was listening to a podcast this morning and serena williams was the guest and you know you think of her you think of someone who's fearless right mm-hmm. she has massive fears she's afraid of the open water and she's afraid of heights and she was talking about how she's really trying to not put her fears on her daughter and so when they mm-hmm. get somewhere that's high she's like oh look how great it is. Like, wow, isn't it great? Even though she won't go out there. But she's like, I don't want to project my fears and make her afraid of that now because I'm afraid of it. And so it's interesting that. I
0: love that. That's so good. I think I think it's it's so fun for me like you know having girl get togethers are my favorite thing ever. But like instead of it just being like a happy hour where we drink and we you know talk about stuff, we actually move the ball forward, you know? Like <laughs> having manifestation dinners or have like a vision board party. Mm. <clears throat> because what I'm starting to surround myself around our women who are also on this journey, who want like the greatest gift, Sarah, you could give to somebody was that book. You know, you bought us this Brianna book that will eventually effectively change probably a lot of our lives and the way we look at things and the way we think and all of that. And I think that's what I want to surround myself with, right? Like, sure, I love having fun. And we all have those friends that like we have the party time with and they're fun. But that's not like the journey I'm on right now. You know, the journey I'm on is being able to speak the truth, be vulnerable, talk about when our feelings are hurt, and how we can up level and elevate together. Amen.
1: Okay, so we have an exciting episode we wanted to talk about today. This was actually an idea from Erica's cousin,
2: right? Hector, yes. Thanks, Hector. I love you. Thank you.
1: It's great. We reached out to you guys to ask, what do you want to hear? And we absolutely love this suggestion. So we are the Entertain Her podcast. Mm -hmm. We are all in the entertainment business or have been at some point or are married to or whatever it is. Um, So he wants us to talk about the entertainment industry and the impact on mental health and how you have managed it. And let me tell you that is a constant struggle. Um, you know, it's it's definitely it's tough. It's definitely tough. So thank you for that suggestion, and I'm excited to get into that topic today.
0: I work in sports. It's like ninety, maybe it's eighty percent mental, twenty percent talent. Mm. Because you can be talented as it gets, mm-hmm. but when it comes to like, you know, showing up at the plate, and you know, it's 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 three two or. Uh, full count excuse me um, how is how is your mental ability to perform under pressure and that's what the entertainment industry is it's 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 you need to look a certain way you need to, you need to know a certain person you need to drive a certain car you need to do a certain job and it becomes challenging to balance it all and go okay wh- why am i here in the first place what do i what do i care about and how do I do my job the best of its ability, while also, you know, for me, it's it's inspiring, or you know, like I work in sports, and of course, the stats are great and the touchdowns and, and all or the home runs, those are all wonderful. But like I care as a broadcaster about the layer underneath, which is who's the person at the plate dealing with adversity? And how did they, you know, get from first to second or wherever. Um, And that to me is what's most important. And I think we're collectively, like you said, Sarah, caring more about our mental health in any industry, but for sure the entertainment industry. Mm
2: -hmm. But this is such a new thing that we're even having these conversations out in the open. I mean, we had Dave Feldman here a few weeks ago who talked about pay inequality which is one way we could go. There's also, you know, the Me Too movement that has shifted literally how business is done. The landscape has changed so much and I think there's so many directions that we can go in. I particularly would like to take my time or start the conversation off by talking about something that has been real and personal for me and that is that I haven't always... Been my best friend in, in earlier in my twenties, when before the Me Too movement, before all these things really came to a head, and very brave women became very boisterous about it. When I was younger, there are there are times that things were said about me in my presence, or things were jokingly thrown out there in my presence that made me feel bad about myself in that moment. And I laughed it off. Mm-hmm. And I've had to apologize to myself as now a woman in my 40s where it's like, wow, like you, you were there. You were present. You were a witness to this. And you didn't have the voice. And that's because, and I've even said to some of my friends earlier on, I've, girlfriends of mine who are actresses have asked me, like, how do you deal with, you know, uh, the sexual innuendos? How do you deal with those things? tough moments that I know you have because I have them, I play the game. I know that there is an interest in that capacity. I say the right things and I move around in a way that makes people comfortable enough to know I'm I'm okay. But then I just separate myself from the situation instead of saying, that's not okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Whether you were someone directly involved with my team or someone on the outskirts, if it wasn't okay, I should have... And there, and then, and then this is where I have to come in and forgive myself. There is no should. That's where I was at the moment. There is no I should have. This is me now talking to a younger version of myself who I love and I understand. And I understand the pressures that were there then. But I'm talking to you now if you're listening and if you're a younger woman in the entertainment industry and you feel as though you don't have a voice or you can't use it because it's going to be used against you, I'm here to tell you that later on, you're going to have to answer to yourself and that's harder. Mm -hmm. So say it now, Mm -hmm. say it now, be brave now, because eventually you will have to answer and answering to yourself is almost more painful because you have to acknowledge that there was a lack of worth and there was a lack of self-worth in you that couldn't allow you to speak up. Mm-hmm. So that that's always been something that I've had to like think back on and saying to my friends, how do I manage these things? And how I should have managed it is how we should manage everything going forward, which is I don't feel comfortable and everything can be said in a very respectful way. You're making me feel uncomfortable. This is not how mm-hmm. I want the conversation to move. This is not the energy that I'm putting into this conversation or the energy I'm bringing into this relationship. And I would appreciate it if you respected that boundary. Yeah,
3: I, I agree with that. I think the entertainment business has shifted and has changed a lot. Back when we were in our 20s, we there was no there was no conversation about it. Nobody was open about it. So if you had moments, you just had to deal with it. I felt like me personally, I dealt with a lot, you know, in my modeling days, specifically for sure, that was the worst for me um and but at the same time i i i don't ever play a victim either in my mind i don't think that i'm a victim to it because unlike a lot of people i was an adult when i chose the entertainment industry when you're when you choose it as a child that's a different story that i will talk about because i tried to choose it for my kids and i will get into that later but for me specifically i chose it as an adult and I think when you choose the entertainment business, you kind of have to know that you are going to get a lot of uh, criticism. Mm-hmm. It does come with the job. You are going to feel uh, like you have people working against you. Mm-hmm. You are going to hear no a million times and you have to be okay with that. So I think that if you get into it as an adult, you don't get into it if you're not okay with that. So I think it takes a strong person to have to say, I'm okay with that, you know, and I can handle that. Eventually does it hurt? Does it, you know, yes, it does. That's probably one of the reasons why I decided to venture out of it because I felt it's like cancel. I what was. Hurt? I felt like I was doing a lot of work for just the waiting game. Now I'm a mom. It was when I had Jackson after Jackson, so I had been in it for a while, and I had success, obviously, in commercials, as we talked about it before, and modeling. I was with Wil- Wilhelmina, and I loved auditioning. I loved it so much. It was who I was. I wanted to do this, um, but then once I got into like the acting, th- that was a harder thing for me, um, and. You have a lot of auditions that you work towards very hard for weeks, hours, and then you're just waiting. And so that was difficult for me. And I was just like, I don't know if this is the right place. So once I became a mom, I kind of just shifted my focus. Uh, Not saying that I am completely over it, because in my head, I still am like, I miss auditioning. I want to audition again, Um, which... I, I will for fun maybe with the kids. But um, I don't know. I just think that it takes a strong person to be in the entertainment. You have to be okay with the word no because
2: and G- Guto, Guto, yeah. mm-hmm.
1: Guto said it Beautiful. two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have very thick skin. And then the modeling agency, I mean, all of it can be hard. I think the modeling agency is extremely hard because it's 100% based on your looks. Whereas at least with acting, you have a talent and your looks. Um, but it's not just like, oh, you're not pretty enough. You're not skinny or enough. Or skinny enough.
2: You're but not But then whatever. you run into the stereotyping of your either amazing looks or lack thereof, subjectively. Or back 10 it's years just, ago, you look yeah. too ethnic. Yeah. You look too too Latin. Too Latin. Now it's, they yeah. it's all
3: they want is more ethnicity, more Latin. It's just, it's very much just you're place. on their terms. wavelength, yeah. their terms. Yeah. That's, that's the hardest part for me.
1: Yeah, no, I remember, so back when, because um, in college I did a lot more modeling, obviously, than I do now, but uh, <laughs> I remember I had an agent in San Diego when I was going to San Diego State, and I went in to go visit and say hi, and you always try to look real cute, and she, like, walks up to me in front of the entire office, and I think I was probably 19, and I'm, like, I was thin. I, I was maybe 110 pounds. She walked up to me and pats my stomach and goes, oh, did you have a little too much beer this weekend? And I was like, oh, no. I didn't say anything, but I was kind of like, huh, all right. And then that same agent, a few years later, I moved to LA, took some pictures. This is back before those, like online galleries, so I had to mail them the photos. They mail them right back with nothing selected, so I called. I said, "Oh, hey, you guys didn't select anything." She goes, "Um, yeah, we can't use any of those. You have really changed from the hips to the knees." <gasps> what? <laughs> I was like, "I have," but I even would look
2: at photos. You I have the had skinniest legs, legs by them.
1: the way. Still, <laughs> yeah,
2: I was looking at photos. I'm I had so with perplexed them. right now. I'm like, this happened yeah. ten years ago. How?
1: Uh, I mean, they were so specific. I wish it was Ten years ago, it was a little longer than that, but I mean, it was oh. <laughs> it was it was just like I I compared photos. I'm like, I don't look that like much bigger. I might be a little more curvier because I'm older. Like I had more hips, maybe. Which, but, by the way, now curves are like are in. in. But it was just you know you had to deal with comments like that. And then I remember when Top Model came out with Tyra Banks. I couldn't watch that show because it was too real and they were the how harsh they were cuz that was the world I was living in like mm. it was And it's just, I don't know, like, you just have to have thick skin and be like, oh, well, this is normal, and you move on from it. Um, But, I mean, then also in acting, like, yeah, most of the time you don't get the job. But it doesn't, it it doesn't, (laughs) like, almost all the time.
3: Even though you have thick skin, it still does something to you. Like, it still hurts. Mm. It's still, you take it with you. It's almost like being bullied in a sense. Like, you're still, like,
1: and you just take it. You're like, oh, like, I, I don't like that lady in my mind, but I didn't say anything. I wasn't like. Like you're, you know, a B. I don't know if I should mm. say B anyway, mm. and whatever. Um, I also had. An How agent. would you have
2: handled that now, if you were to go back? Because that's what I would have probably called about. her out
1: and been like, "That was rude." Or but I is that what you really would have said? Well, I think yeah. I think I would. Yeah, good now, for you. Because I'm older now, you're scared. Then you're scared, and you don't want to get dropped. Not that I want to get dropped now. But I have more of a voice, and I feel like if you're going to constantly be telling me I'm fat when I'm not, I'm, I don't want to work with you. You know, you're trying to give me a complex. And um, Exactly. I also had an agent who I remember I had to go to drinks with him, and he's like, you know, I just, I don't know if you'll make it because you're just not crazy enough. <gasps> What? It's like you're just too normal. Like you need to be more like messed up and like crazy and wild. And I remember being like, "Oh shoot, I gotta be all those things. <laughs> <laughs> I better go do some drugs." But did that's he how did he crazy
0: this? Was is? he onto something? Does he feel like actors are are yeah? What's the I
1: don't know trend? what his intention was. Yeah. I don't know if he, because we were at drinks when this conversation happened. If he, that was him trying to plant some seeds. That like I should be crazy and like hook up with him, or that <laughs> I needed to go do drugs. Like I don't think that you need to do drugs to be or an actor, be crazy or be crazy. <laughs> but no. yeah, like you're like like they wanted you to be crazy. Like they needed you to be. I that.
3: think that was him in the moment, maybe trying to uh, take to yeah. advantage of the situation. Which that's happened a lot. I'm sorry too. for it's, that,
2: Sarah. That's awful. Yeah, that's yeah.
1: Awful. and then you know, age is hard in this business. You can't
3: really. The, uh, yeah, I like, I cannot agree with that. Like, I, I get it. It is the truth. You don't give your age. You give what you look like, which is true, which is terrible, though. Like, you, women and men, do men feel that way? I got kind to of. a point where I just don't give a fuck.
2: <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I don't care. Mm-hmm. I feel that— But it's sad that people do, feel that
3: people make people yeah, but feel that way. Yeah, we have to
2: take—we have to say, we have to be the ones, because then those— those that mindset is going to be pushed onto us mm-hmm. i have i have to be okay with who i actually am like mm-hmm. where I am in my life. Mm-hmm. How can I expect myself how can I expect to do well on a job or or go into audition for something if I'm basically not okay with who mm-hmm. I actually am, which is what they try to push on you.
3: I remember after I had Jackson, somebody was like, just don't tell him you're a mom. And I'm like, what do you mean don't tell him I'm a mom? Like, why does that change how yeah. good of an actor Her, or... Good or of a person or, 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 or where you should be, what you should be playing.
1: And I also used to feel like you needed to be single, like, to get jobs or auditions or agents. Like, if you had a boyfriend, like, they weren't going to hire you. Or don't put it gonna, on social media. They weren't going to think they had a chance. Like, it was, you know, that world. I hope then. that has changed, though.
3: I
2: hope it's not like that anymore. I mean, that was I the did whole... speak to my manager about a year ago. I said, so what does this mean for me now? They're like, nothing. They just... The industry just adjusts. What does
0: what mean? Being and a mom. On. Having Kennedy. A mom. Yeah. yeah.
1: But I do remember a back to the age thing real quick. So I was up for a really huge movie, and I looked a lot younger than I was. At the time, I was 22 or maybe even 23, and I was auditioning for a 16-year-old. But I honestly looked like I could be play 16, 17, well, or 18. Well, that was
0: 902 and oh. Like all those were not high school kids. They were right. all, like much older. Yeah,
1: and so I remember there was like a room full of people. I'm in this room forever. I don't even know if I've told this story before. I feel like I might have. Um, in this room with this casting director, she's she's I'm on, on tape, which back then like was like they barely even had tapes usually, but I was on tape. And she was having me do it all these ways. She was so excited. And again, it was a huge lead in a studio movie. And so she's like, oh, my God, this is so great. And she's writing my information down. And she's like, okay, and then how old are you? And I was too new in the industry to have thought it was even okay to lie because I wasn't crazy enough, obviously. <laughs> um, so instead of just being like, oh, I'm 19 or whatever, I was like, oh, I'm 20. Uh, and she went 20. And I was like, two or three, whatever. And she goes, oh, oh, okay. And I never, and so I learned in the, and I told my manager what happened and he's like, don't ever say your real age. He's like, just say you're 20, whatever. He's like, say what you look like. And so from then on, I then wouldn't say my age and people are like, why don't you say your age? I'm like, because it has screwed me in the past because once they know your number of your age, they can't have an imagination that you could be younger. So it's just, and it's still, I think, an issue to this day with the age thing. So as much as I want to be proud, I'm like, but I don't want that to hurt. Is this an
3: issue with men? Do you guys think? (sighs) I wonder. I don't know. No.
0: They become more distinguished. Yeah. But it's so sad. Is that what they say? It's so sad because as I've gotten older, my skills as a broadcaster and a listener and being more present and wanting to tell stories has matured in such a great way. Where, you know, um, my 20-year-old self, or when I was 24 and I booked my first job, not so much. I was trying to fit someone else's narrative. And so now I'm a way better storyteller at my age, you know. Mm-hmm.
3: So it is a disappointment. But do you get that discrimination, do you think? In it's your- a little
0: different, yeah. I think, in the world of broadcast or journalism. Mm-hmm. I think they're, the ageism, it's it's not as bad. It's still there. And it's there because when you have a seasoned resume, as opposed to somebody starting off who's new, Mm -hmm. guess who gets paid, you know, differently? The seasoned veteran is going to get, obviously, ask more payment. Mm -hmm. So if you can do the job with somebody a little less experienced and save money doing it, perhaps they may opt to go with someone less expensive, but based on their budget, you know? But it is a disservice to people that are watching or are interested in the story. You know, that's that's I'm just I love storytelling or story listening is sort of my my bag. And um, when you get older, you have the expertise or the experience to know what's an interesting story and how to frame it and how to angle it. So, yeah.
1: Um, Also, I remember this
0: when they remade.
1: Everyone in town is going out for it,
2: <laughs> right? I remember
0: this. You remember
1: this? Yes. And I called my manager at the time, and I was like, hey, I really would love to audition for I have so many, like, my specific category, friends, auditioning. And he calls me, and he goes, listen, I talked to casting, and they just said that you're not CW Pretty. Like, you can't audition for it. And I was what? like. What? You? Are that's, you kidding? That's what he told me. And I was like, okay. I, but That I, was I, the note that was they the said? note. They wouldn't read me because I wasn't CW Pretty. I'm, I'm like. So okay,
0: confused. okay. Thanks. That. <laughs> this is why I hate the. This is why I hate that part of the industry. It's, yeah. Who's, who's decided that? Who has decided that, that? casting director? Did decided they see that? your pictures? I, I was <laughs> like, and to use I was that like, as the what? actual reason. I was like, too. what
1: photos were you we looking at? He's like, he, he went on your IMDb. He saw all the photos, and I was like, okay. Uh, I left that manager shortly well, after. I'm Very so I
2: curious just, to see. that. Who's quote unquote CW? Who booked
1: it? Who booked it? I I mean, listen, I I had friends auditioning for it. Like, I'm not saying anything, but I was like, they're they're not like all models. Like, everyone was auditioning for this show. It wasn't just like the supermodel looking girls. So, whatever. Maybe my nose is too pointy. I don't have a little button nose. Like, I wasn't CW. So, here
2: it is, guys. Here's the truth the behind the scenes. So that this can help you make decisions about how you move forward, how you move, period. If you are, if you do decide to move forward in this industry, here are the true behind-the-scenes mm-hmm. situations that potentially could come your way. And all you have to know is how you're going to manage and how you're going to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Because they're not, they're, they're not, there will just be different versions of it. Oh, yeah, This isn't ending today because yeah. we're talking about it or because we had Me Too or It's just how we manage and how we deal and and where our mental health is around all of this. I mean, Sarah, obviously you know that you're a stunning girl. Mm. This is someone who has a very objective, skewed view of beauty, which, by the way, to me, the objective beauty standard is Sarah. Yeah. So this is why I'm so confused. I'm like, how is—I could see that coming back about me because I'm not (laughs) 5'9 and skinny. (laughs) I could see that being the thing, but— That is the objective and so and she still gets it to understand the problem. You know what's really sad though
3: is it wasn't about her. Right. That's what we talk about. It was about that person that gave that note at that specific time. That was their excuse. It was their excuse. And who's to
0: say that, let's just hypothetically say this, okay, that that casting director didn't have a boyfriend whose girlfriend (laughs) cheated on them that looked exactly like Sarah. (laughs) Amen. Well, so I will say, a different manager
1: got me in for, I think it was... for some like recurring roles with that same casting director and I so thought I was like oh okay maybe I had better photos because this
0: is CW <laughs> Wait, see, but do you right. see do how you need, like Victoria's Secret <laughs> <show>? <laughs> see, do you see how you have to think about that rather than just oh, go oh i always remember being told that that casting yeah. director is whatever just their their own process you
3: always but. take it away but at the same time you have to just think of it as a blessing the fact that you're even getting up and noticed by these casting directors Mm. It takes a strong person to want to even put yourself there. But, so that, to me, is already you know what I mean. Like a lot of people, it, the entertainment business is not for a lot of people. I don't want to just bash on the entertainment business because yeah. obviously that's who we are, that's what we do. But I think that there is a lot of growth from the entertainment business, and there's such which I high love.
1: highs. Yes, low yes, lows. Yeah, that's why you're in you it. It's almost smart. like a, is, you get that call, there's nothing else like that feeling, yes. and then. Most of the time when you get the call you didn't get it, it's the worst thing. Or reality. you're waiting But the and highs waiting. are so
3: high that it's almost worth it yeah. because it's like a, a— Euphoric. Yeah. Yeah, you feel so much energy and value and positivity in your life, and you're working so hard for that one moment. And then when you get
2: that moment, it's like but it's worth it But you said a all. very key word, and this is—and I'm going to shut up after this because this is—we're talking to people who may or may not potentially walk right into this industry— at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. All these stories matter only to us in the in in the way that we manage them. Exactly. What matters or is interpret the value them. that you place on yourself. That is that is that is that is the bulk Thank of you. it. That is the Thank meat you. of the story is that what how you value yourself is going to be going to say a lot with how far or how Little you do in this industry because it's all mm-hmm. they're just all objective ideals that don't pertain to you, and if you totally. just place a certain value on yourself and you understand that you it's are part of the process, that is part of the process, that you are inherently perfect and beautiful in every shape way yes. imperfection that you are the, this incarnation of you that's all that matters like if you mm-hmm. understand that then yeah. you can you can
0: battle through all this crap I'd like to go next. Yes, please. Because <laughs> as mine is piggybacking off of what Zulai is saying. I think the entertainment industry, and I'm going to shut up after this, is a microcosm of real life. Mm-hmm. There are going to be I people just gonna say that. who like mm-hmm. you. There are going to be people who don't like you. The only person you need to like you is the person in the mirror. Bam! So do your I job. Agree. Do the job you love. Do it if it didn't pay you. Do it if it did pay you. And it doesn't matter what other people think. And that, to me, is the goal in getting through the entertainment Industry because there's going to be a lot of noise. It's all I was just going to say. You. I was just going to yeah. say
3: when I left the entertainment, I did my own business, Woo! and I still get a lot of nose. So
1: <laughs> hey, <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's, you ha- it's, it's life, you That's, guys. Yeah. You have to get used to it. But what I was going to come back to is Jackson because we, my husband, is obviously an actor. And so a lot of people were like, why don't you get your kids? They're so cute, da-da-da, whatever, right, in, in, into it. And so we did, and we tried, and obviously they got representation, and they were getting sent out. Jackson right away started auditioning for huge movies, like the Marvel, like Marvel movies as a 7-year-old kid. But he was putting in so much work, he doesn't understand. It's a concept, right? That's why I was saying for adults, they get it, because the adults know when you go in, this is what it's like. This is what's going to happen, and you're going to get told no because of X, Y, Z. So he was like, "Why aren't they calling back? I mm. thought they liked it, and I, I did really mm. good, right?" And I was like, "Oh, oh, I think he could have, and he probably will eventually, maybe get back into it when he can understand better how it works." Yeah. But for his seven-year-old self, I was like, "He, it's too much already." Is so he's competitive right he's in competitive soccer southern california is the number one for soccer he already gets a lot of that Mm -hmm. so i didn't want to subject Mm -hmm. him to even more of that yeah exactly so i'm all about you know auditioning and entertainment for kids and all that but i think you know when your child can handle it Mm -hmm. and maybe when it's just too much too
1: and what i was gonna say too was um Back then, so it's like with the modeling world, you're trying to look perfect, skinny, pretty, whatever. With acting, you're trying to not only nail perfectly what they were looking for so that you can hopefully get the part. It wasn't until I... Like got older and had more years and I was more seasoned that I realized that is boring, especially in acting. If you're, if you perfectly do the scene, it's like, okay, that was a perfect scene. That Nothing happened. It was boring. They've seen the scene how many times at that point throughout the day mm. that your imperfections is what makes you original. Mm. I love that you just said that. Yeah. Sarah. And it wasn't until I got older and I realized that, that I was like, oh, I don't have to do this scene perfectly. What would make me have fun in this scene? Or, you know, how can I really have a add good time to it to make auditioning it or bring out my own personality or myself? And that's when a scene really comes to life is because they see a real person because mm. no one is perfect. So or, if you or,
3: played, add, or add to it in such a way that yeah, nobody else so would you, think.
1: If you play this perfect person or perfect scene, that's not reality and that's not... I don't think what they're even looking for. And so it's like you just need to know, especially in this business, you need to have a strong, like, friendship group around you and relationship group to hold you up because there are a lot of ups and downs. You need to have other things going on. So Mm -hmm. it's not just Mm -hmm. that audition that day or whether or not you got that job. You need to try to have a very full life. Robust. Don't wait to live life once you get this show because – that's a mistake so many of us make. Oh, once I get here, then I could do all these things. Just do those things and it's going to keep following. So, you, you which is why I think life. we
0: need to do a bucket list episode, but that's for another day. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that you just said that, Sarah, because I am Matt's best scene partner, by the way, since COVID. Oh. So, He's like always, you gotta put me on tape at noon. He has to book book me out, right? Kind of I'm like, Can you pay me for this? Don't no,
1: kidding. <laughs> In massage,
2: I can't
3: right, believe massages. you can do this with Matt. God I mean, bless yeah, you. Guys, Doug and I tried twice. Kevin it and I out. Really? Yeah, we and hate I feel each other. <laughs> so we do it a million times. Well, not really a million, but you know, he puts a 50? lot of no, not not anymore. He he at the beginning of COVID, it was it was a lot. And I was just like, I this is an hour. Or two hours or whatever is too much time. We need to be. And then I was like, "Have your have your scene ready." God damn, Eric! Have your scene ready. Come in and get ready. Be (laughs) off book. Yeah, completely off book. Yeah, I will not do it if he's not (laughs) off book. I was actually. (laughs) The other day, I was like, "Do you know your lines?" Because he like messed. (laughs) He messed up like one line, and I was like, "Do you know your lines? Did you study?" Because I'll come back. Do you cut him? (laughs) Yes. Yes, I will cut him. Yep, yep, yep. So it's been a few I years. I want to hear if Matt
1: thinks you're his best scene partner, or what Matt's I, opinion of I, taping with
3: you. I legs. am now. Well, I'm distracted. I'm on my phone probably while he's doing scenes. What?
1: But, but,
3: <laughs> but, but, but. Hold on a second, you're a you guys. Scene. I, I know. I am very good. I'm a great scene partner because he knows his shit, and every time that he does something like what you were saying, Sarah, or it's not necessarily. In the script for him, you know, and he brings in his own unique element and does something. He books I'm like, it. that is it. You are so. that, And he submits usually that one, and that's when he books it, exactly. So yeah. I just
1: thought. Because it that stands was out. I've now watched a bunch note. of auditions. It stands out when they when they're being a full person, a just full them. life, rather than just doing the scene perfectly. Yep. It's boring because everyone's doing
2: the scene. Like yes. that. yes, yeah. So yeah. fuck being perfect. <laughs> yes. love you and be yes. you. For, be yourself be you. and um, love yourself enough to know that you are worthy, even if you don't get the part. And now we're going into decanted.
0: <laughs> Kevin Dillon. Here we go. It's time for decanted.
1: All right. What are your thoughts and feelings on PDA?
3: Ooh. I like that one. <sighs> I, I
2: used, to, I used to be
3: okay with it in my 20s and I even 30s. So it, there's
2: but, PDA and then there's... Teenage makeup there's making so everybody else there's, around there's uncomfortable. There's Courtney yeah.
1: Kardashian and her new husband. Yeah. yeah like, Travis. that's too that's much. That's too much. Yeah.
2: I am not going to stick my tongue down Kevin's Me. throat on the red carpet. I mean, what is PDA? Because... PDA is usually of I, no. I don't. Well, I know it, what that means, but I'm
3: saying like, <laughs> like making out, tongue and all, or I, I,
1: it's anything holding hands. Oh, holding Although, hands listen, is amazing. Listen, when I go hiking alone. And people are holding hands in the 90-degree weather hiking that mountain. That's odd. As though I it is that. cute, part of me is like, <laughs> okay, we get it. You're in love. We don't need to see it while you're hiking. You know your palms are sweaty. No. So,
0: I, I, But I do agree, situational PDA. Like, if you're at line in Disneyland and we see a tongue come out of anybody's oh, mouth. That's God. not good. I mean, no. That's a no-no. Not yeah. good. But or like, just
3: all over each other when you're super close for a very long time. Yeah. And
2: they're. Not,
3: not even the tongue.
0: Facial like awareness. I'm, I'm sorry.
2: I'm going to go way left here. I'm all for the PDA. <laughs> if you're in Disney, if oh, you're at the <laughs> line in Disneyland. You got to the mood strikes you. What? Her and Kevin? No, I couldn't. Kevin not and I, I would that. never. On the line it did but we do kiss and hold hands and like do corny shit at restaurants. Yeah. But I, we, I watch people all the time. Like, oh, they're cute. Now on the red carpet and like stuff like that I think it's a bit much. I don't need to see Travis Barker's tongue on the red carpet. Me. All good. Or her him grabbing her butt and putting Just his keep it in her classy. Places. That's what I would There's say. Just yeah. yeah. keep around. it classy. Like if I think you need a bedroom there's a problem. But overall, I'm for the PDA. I, yeah, I'm for same, it, too. Same.
1: And I and, think and if all of a sudden you're like, no, I'm just not into PDA, it kind of <laughs> makes your partner just feel not as loved or as much affection if you just never want to. Is end.
3: Doug into PDA? Because I don't know if Doug I can picture that. Doug isn't into affection,
1: period. Like, behind closed doors or in public. Like if, I don't think he knows how to hold hands. Like, if I try But to, you made a baby, If so. I tried to yeah. hold it. Well, <laughs> <that>, is, <that, laughs> is, is that affection? I don't know. And so I try yes. to hold his hand and he's just always like like I think my hand might be bigger than his hand. Cut, Kara cut. Oh no, no, no. Things are good down there. I'm talking about his hand. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's actually not true. I remember I learned that in my 20s. Someone had giant hands and so I made a joke like, oh, and he's like, well, it doesn't always mean that.
2: I was going to say, I, cut, thought, cut it cut to I thought it out. did. Cut to finding out. I was like, ooh, I didn't mean that. So. <laughs> You're <laughs> anyway, Um, Yeah. I can't see Doug being, like, very PDA-ish. He is
1: at times. Like, when we first started dating, he was very PDA. Like, he would hold my, like, even his friends, like, are you guys holding hands under the table? And so I thought Aww. that's how he was, but that wore off after a few <laughs> months. Um, and that's just not. How, and like, real Doug Dougie is, Fresh showed up. And when I go and I hug him, even, he can't hug that long. Like, he'll do, like, pats on the back. Oh, God, that's like, the Don't worst. pat my back. And then he'll be like, okay, wait, I'm choking. I'm going to throw up. I'm really going to throw up. Stop, stop. Like, he, like, physically can't snuggle hard or get, like, hugged too much. It makes him so uncomfortable. So PDA is not something that we do a lot of. I
3: love PDA. I'm all into PDA. But I think that you have to be mindful to keep it classy because kids kids watch and I've seen people where Jackson has been kind of like looking at them and I feel uncomfortable for my child yes. to see Ooh, that. Yeah. I was like, I don't want my child to see you guys making out. Like, that's just weird.
1: Um Well, thank you for tuning in. This an episode of Entertain Her. I am Sarah Sanderson.
2: Erica Cedeno. Erin Coscarelli. I'm Zulai Now, thanks for listening, guys. Thank and please, you.
1: please give us um, a good review because we did get that one hater, and we don't want <laughs> and, that to and, be on the top. And
3: by so. the way, if you're a hater, DM us. I know. Don't we write that. We want to hear from you. But they apologized
1: I mean. to Doug for some reason on the review. Like, I, okay, I'm sorry, <laughs> it's Doug. <a> guy? <laughs> of course, the guy. It's of course, a guy. Yeah. But yes, give us some love, please. Thank you. And we do have merch. Check out our website if you want a hat or a mug or all those things. Thank you. Goodbye.